0: Week two of the NFL season is upon us. You are listening to the Ride In NFL DFS podcast. I am Pat James. Um, quick recap of week one. It was wild. Uh, we kind of hit on, a, on the right cash game plays, mainly because I'm a pretty heavy chalk player in cash, right? They're, they're obviously the best values, the guys that are chalk. Um, so when they hit, which they do most of the time, believe it or not, as a whole, they are going to propel your lineup into the money. Uh, so I kind of got lucky. Uh, I was trying to get Chris Hogan in my lineup, and I couldn't, so I had to pivot. Um, I had to go up from Jack Doyle to Gronk and, and move some things around. Um, so I ended up not playing Hogan but playing Gronk, and that made all the difference for my lineup. Uh, so one won a, a lot of my head-to-head, almost 78% which I, and I had a 208 cash game score which if you told me I was going to win only 78% of my heads at 208 I probably would have not believed you um and even in double ups and 50-50s 208 was near the middle of the cash line um of the cash green so really big week congrats to those that had monster weeks and stacked up the Saints and believed that Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson were Uh, capable of running it back I wasn't I had a lot of Saints but no no Buccaneers and had a lot of Bucks, or excuse me a lot of Saints defense so that kind of didn't go too well so tournament's not very good um, but that's why we play more cash and the chalk came through for us all right so week two is a lot tighter obviously it happens every year A month for injuries, suspensions, uh, roster changes to affect our week one daily fantasy lineups. Now that there's only a week to prepare, it's like we're, it's kind of like we are in the daily fantasy industry, Andy Reid, right? We had a month to prepare for week one, and all those salaries made it easy, all that value made it pretty easy. Now we only have a week to prepare. Let's hope we don't get dumped on. At quarterback, I think. Tyrod Taylor is going to be very popular because of what happened in New Orleans to the Saints. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, believe it or not, is a pretty mobile quarterback, knows when to pull it down and run, and he had a lot of success running the ball. He even ran in a touchdown. Um, So I think that there will be a lot of ownership on Tyrod Taylor seeing that um, the game kind of projects to be a shootout. And Taylor played well last week. Uh, 70 yards and a touchdown on the ground, which, geez, talk about raising your cash game floor, that's huge. Uh, And just the recency bias of a shootout in New Orleans and a a bad team doing it to them, I think is going to have a lot of people trusting Tyrod Taylor in cash. Um, But on DraftKings, he's not much cheaper than than some of the other uh, quarterbacks that are a tier above him in talent. But I do think that um, quarterback is going to be actually spread out this week. I think a lot of people will be on Ben and Mahomes, seeing that that game is going to be a shootout. Ben's back at home. Uh, everybody knows his home road splits are crazy, and that he definitely puts up monster games at home. So I think there's going to be a lot of ownership on Ben, and then Pat Mahomes. His his off season has been a roller coaster ride. He was being talked up like crazy, and then the Chiefs looked pretty abysmal in the preseason for the most part. And then week one happened, and he absolutely tore up a a Chargers defense that a lot of people thought was going to give the Chiefs problems. So I think there's going to be some ownership on Mahomes for sure, especially in tournaments with, with game stacks, et cetera. So I really think that those... Those three guys are going to probably eat up a lot of the ownership. Um, But, of course, you're going to have guys that drop all the way down to someone like Blake Bortles, who they think can just squeeze out 15 fantasy points and allow them to get other players in their lineup. And you're going to have the guys that that feel like quarterback is the most important or the safest and they have to pay up to get a guy like uh, Tom Brady. But, uh, I mean, against the Jags, I don't see uh, much use for him there. There's also uh, Cam. He's notoriously struggled against the Falcons, and even though it's going to be indoors on fast track, I think I'll be shying away from Cam uh, this week. So I think mainly the concentration is going to be on Tyrod, Ben, and Mahomes. And even uh, even Drew Brees also, if uh, with the recency bias, but... Quarterback is definitely tricky this week, and I think you're going to see ownership spread out to a lot of different players. Um, so my advice at quarterback would be to just play your favorite uh, option, the guy who stands out in your projections or who, whoever's touting up that you trust uh, because ownership really won't come into play much at quarterback this week. At running back, I think it comes down to Alvin Kamara, And Todd Gurley, I kind of think you have to have one of them in your lineup with James Conner. Um, for me, it's going to be Kamara only, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think that the Browns are going to be able to keep this game a little closer with the Saints than the Cardinals can with the Rams. And I think the, the theory of, or the concept of players sitting in the NFL is a little bit overblown, um. Like, you'll hear the narrative, well, Gurley might sit. It's a 14-point, 14 14 point spread. Gurley might sit in the second half. That's completely overblown. If they're up 30 points, he might not play the last two series. But that's about it. It's not Alabama versus Southwest Salami State. The starters aren't going to sit for the entire second half. That's not how it works in the NFL. Um, the issue, I think, is that Kamara is one of pretty much only two options for Drew Brees. Um, Obviously, we saw Michael Thomas light it up last week, and then we saw Mike Gillisley who they tried to get involved, not farewell, fumbled the ball, was very ineffective, so Kamara got uh, the majority of the looks. He played on like 82% of snaps, and he saw 12 targets. He saw 20. He almost saw basically a third of the workload. Um, They they only played like 64 snaps, and he touched the ball or was targeted on... 20 of the 64 snaps. So I think that's just a workload you just can't ignore. Any so electric. He could take any swing pass or sweep to the house. So Kamara is definitely gonna be my guy over Todd Gurley. I think that Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, um, all are and we saw this on Monday, the the Rams for for whatever reason just aren't uh, going to use Gurley as if he's their only option, right? They're going to let Jared Goff throw the ball a little bit. So I think that's why I'm going to lean towards Alvin Kamara. I think Connor's a lock again because he's going to get Alvin Kamara slash Todd Gurley type touches, uh, and he's only 6,700. Obviously, he's not the absolute lock that he was last week, um, but I still think that at almost 7K on DraftKings, he's a huge value still. He should probably with the with the workload that he is going to get, with the matchup that he's going to see against the Chiefs. If he was a normal starting running back, um, if it was Levy and Bell, he would be 10K, and so the fact that he's only that he's in the six thousands is good enough for me to lock him in. Um, and then when you go down from from there, running back, I think it gets a little bit dicey. Um, there are some clearly defined roles. But I think that uh, the studs at running back this week are the ones that you're going to need in your your cash game lineups. Obviously, we have to wait and see about Rex Burkhead and Sonny Michelle. It's possible that James White is the only active running back for the Patriots. That'll be huge um, if that's the case. If Rex Burkhead is out, I think that uh, James White becomes a pretty solid uh, lock flex play for your cash game lineups on DraftKings. Uh, other than that, though, uh, the running back position really doesn't appeal to me. Uh, I do like, however, at wide receiver, some values down in the 4K range. Uh, I'm not. I'm probably not going to play Dante Pettis in cash. However, I think he, he makes for a pretty good tournament pivot because uh, I think a lot of people are going to be on Kittle if Marquise Goodwin is out, and I think that Pettis can definitely benefit from Goodwin being out as well, but I think the ownership or the public is going to see it as a benefit for Kittle, which it certainly can be. Um, he saw a bunch of targets last week, looked pretty good, went 5 for 90, but I think um, there's some leverage to be had by rostering Pettis in your San Francisco 49ers stacks uh, with George Kittle. Uh, but as far as cash game goes, there's a, a couple guys in the 4K range. Randall Cobb really stuck out to me. I know that uh, Rodgers is on one leg, but he could still flick the ball, and even if for some reason Deshaun Kaiser needs to come in, he targeted Cobb last week while he was in. Cobb actually caught his second longest ball uh, of the night from from Deshaun Kaiser. So I'm not too worried at his price. It, it's just a, he he gets the Monday night uh, ownership bump because or the Sunday night ownership bump because um, salaries were already being worked, algorithms were already being run without. That production being taken into place from week one, uh, taken into account from week one. So I think Kaba 4600 is a, a really nice value. Obviously Quincy and Um Jermaine Curse looks like he's going to be back, but Quincy and is is who we thought he was, right? Denny Green, R.I.P. He is who we thought we who, who, he is who we thought he was. Uh, a, a pretty strong possession receiver. And especially for a rookie quarterback, they don't have a great tight end in um, in in New York. Uh, I mean, who who are they going to throw to? What tight end wants the ball? Eric Tomlinson, Jordan Leggett, uh, Clive Walford. I mean, they have a slew of tight. Neil Sterling. I don't even know. If, I don't even know which of those guys made the 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 cut down. But uh, it doesn't really matter because. None of them are really, oh, and Chris Herndon, um, none of them really uh, um, are going to end up being a, a priority target for Sam Darnold, which is why Quincy Nunwa running those short to intermediate routes, we saw it last week, six catches, he's going to be a pretty solid play. I think he's going to be a popular play at wide receiver. So, I mean, that's, that's your value right there. I mean, if Burkhead is out, I think the value right there is... James White, Anunwa, and Cobb. Those are three guys in the low to mid 4Ks that you're going to jam in your lineups to allow you to get up to um, Alvin Kamara and Todd Gurley, James Conner, etc. At the top end at wide receiver, I think Antonio Brown is a a really nice cash game play this week. The weather's going to be better. He's facing a terrible Chiefs secondary that allowed Keenan Allen to crush them, and they're they're back at home, so, and without Levy and Bell, he averages like ten more fantasy points on average. Without Bell, as opposed to with Bell in the lineup over the last three years, so I think that's a a huge play there. Um, if you can somehow get Kamara and Brown in your lineup, which isn't impossible with the value that we've that we've talked about, I think you're going to be really in a, in a really good spot. And the total is so high in Pittsburgh that I don't mind rostering both Connor and. Uh, and 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 Antonio Brown. If it were Le'Veon and Bell, and you're having to pay like 18k for those two players, I don't think that's a great option. But since since uh, Brown and Connor are basically only 15k combined, I think that's not a bad spot. Some ladies just walking right in front of me here with their iced coffee, not ignore, ignoring all jaywalking right in the middle of the road. That's nice. Keep going. Okay, so at tight end, I think George Kittle's going to be super chalk, as well as Jack Doyle and potentially Jordan Reed. I think you're going to have to choose between those three. Um, for me, it's going to be obviously. Uh, As I said, I think George Kittle is in a great spot. So I think... Oh, look at this. There's a police officer in my parking spot at work. Hopefully he's not waiting for me. Alright, so let's wrap it up. Um, At tight end, without Marquise Goodwin, I really think that George Kittle is going to be highly owned and rightly so. At 3,800, he's just... Too much of a of a value. Um, he's probably going to see upwards of seven, eight targets against uh, a Lions defense that looked pretty bad. Let Sam Darnold get after them last week. Um, if you want to go to Jack Doyle, see Jack Doyle scares me. I mean, I know he got a ton of work last week, but with Eric Ebron in the picture, um, I I just think there's going to be weeks, and even it happened last week. He, he he had 12 points, which is great, 12 DraftKings points, but we saw Eric Ebron steal that touchdown from him. So I think. It's going to be rough Uh, trying to predict which tight end is going to get the most work. Doyle did out-snap him by a considerable margin. But again, uh, we saw Ebron catch the touchdown. So um, I'll probably lean towards George Kittle. And I think the Redskins didn't throw as much because they got out to a, a pretty big lead on the Cardinals. So I think this week... If the game could stay a little bit closer, Reed might be able to see a couple more targets. I think I even like him better than Jack Doyle. Um, so, as a recap, uh, I'm going to say my favorite four cash game plays this week are Alvin Kamara over Todd Gurley, James Conner, that you have to lock in, uh, Randall Cobb, and George Kittle. Those four guys are going to make my cash game core. Not sure if I'm making more than one lineup this week. Sometimes I do. Just to get a little bit more um, upside in head-to-heads, but those guys—Kamara, Connor, Cobb, and Kittle—a little bit of alliteration there for you on this Friday morning—are going to be my favorite. Uh, my favorite guys in cash this week, guys. Good luck in all your contests this week. As always, at Pat James DFS on Twitter, and this bro- this podcast is actually sponsored by at FanShare Sports. Go check them out. They tag. All the players um, that are being touted up for the week and, and kind of put out projected ownerships and see who's the, who the buzz is about. Great site. I use it constantly to determine ownership, uh, and I think you should too. My content is on 444.com. Check it out there. A lot of um, ownership and GPP stuff there. Uh, have a great week, too. I hope you guys uh, win some tournaments. See you later.